Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. Okay, let's talk acronyms. <laughs> Not another one, but you'd learned a new one last week. Yeah, I know. I Actually, I like acronyms. Not sure if you knew this about me, but um, there was a point in my life that I worked with financial institution, but on the real estate side. And financial institutions acronymize, I don't know if that's the right terminology, everything. Like yes. everything has an acronym in the financial institution world. So uh, I, I actually got to know a whole bunch of them. And then, well, and then, this is actually could go in all different ways. Because then when you have teenagers, like wait till your kids are a little bit older, you learn a lot of acronyms because that's how they talk. They shorten everything through text, right? So then all of a sudden you got to learn a whole bunch of different things. But okay, totally going off in a different direction. Back to our podcast. Uh, acronyms. We have all of these like SFR, single family rentals. We talk about purpose-built MFR. rentals. MFR, multifamily rentals. And now the new one that's really been surfacing is the BTR. And that's the build. Is that like a BLT? Totally different. Totally okay. different. Are you hungry? I am hungry. I, I notice I'm getting a little it's almost testy. Lunchtime I must as be we're hungry. doing this podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is something that's really been coming in the US. It's huge. If you go into countries like Australia and you into into like into Britain, this is something that's been going on for years too, where you have developers who are now going into this single family space building built build to rent rentals, which is what we always refer to as the purpose-built rental on the multifamily side. And it is designing uh, single-family homes and townhomes the same way that we used to just design apartment buildings, and that is to put a renter in. And there's a lot of key differences, right? And I know you come from that multi-space and you had done some purpose-built rentals in the past. So I thought this would be a good one to pull out of your mind. Like, what do you see the advantages? I see lots of them when it comes to the builds to rent when you're actually building instead of just buying a home and then renting it. But there's so many advantages. But you tell me what's on your mind there. The, the first thing that comes to mind is that the fit and finish on a built to rent product is going to be significantly different than if you're building, you know, a custom built home that you're going to live in or you're buying and renovating. You've got this really interesting opportunity when you're building to rent to build very specifically for tenancies and tenancy turnovers and longevity of the products being used. But you also, and especially once you do more than one, I have seen many successful build to rent developers or builders actually use very similar floor plates that they know tenants like and that work really well for a large spectrum of the resident tenant crowd. So I think you've got a lower I actually think you have a lower cost of construction on built to rent, not meaning lesser quality. I'm meaning the type of products that you use are just different. And you're going to use standardized, for example, you know, Delta or Waltec hardware on your shower and on the, uh, the sinks, et cetera, because when they break, you need to be able to go to the local hardware store to buy the replacement parts. So when you go, you know, for example, you know, a Delta shower hardware versus a Kohler you're probably talking like a five to $800 difference, right? And it's all those little bells and whistles that make a big difference in cost of construction, but you want readily available 
products being used for when you need to maintain that rental, right? So that's the first thing. And then the, the second thing I think is the layout, right? Mm-hmm. People want laundry on the main floor, 100%. Well, if you're putting it on the main floor, do you raise the property a little bit? So you can really start designing is a single bungalow become immediately a duplex by smart planning. Yeah, I think that the maintenance part is interesting. And I think you can maximize the space. Like you said, the layout so much differently than when you buy, especially in a single family home, and then you turning it into a rental. And if you have to ever do modifications or renovations, it's actually more costly than it is just to build it. The other thing that uh, comes to mind is that the long-term maintenance and trying to be preventative much easier when you have, you know, 18 or 25 units. I don't know why I use those numbers. They're kind of odd numbers, aren't they? But anyways, 18 or 25 units that all are built at the same time, then you actually can budget yourselves much differently as you know when things are going to have to happen because those 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 maintenance items are going to have to happen at the same time. Whereas if you're an investor that's buying over here and over here and over here, it becomes a little bit different. The flip side is there's a little bit of a risk on market because you could be putting all your eggs in one basket. So, you know, you need to weigh that out and where you're going to be putting that. And that's where I think you need to rely on maybe some professional advice as to what areas have a history of being good rental markets or the reasons why there's, that's a whole different topic to go into. So I do think that there's a lot of advantages to it. I'm watching it in the US, Adrian, and I'm just seeing like, I'm reading article after article after article where developers have stopped developing to sell primarily because they're not selling. They've had to stop for that purpose, but they're able to develop to rent. If a developer has the funds to be able to do that, they are going to be able to help Canada with this housing affordability and housing crisis that we're in. There are a lot of government incentive and lender programs that are designed with knowing that a lot of developments may have originally been planned for sale. That could be single family or condo, multifamily, et cetera. And those programs are specifically designed to assist and help a developer switch track, go on a different track and go down the rental track. There's longer amortizations available for those type of projects. There are incentives. If you have a percentage of your rental units being more affordable rent, there are in some jurisdictions financial incentives being offered, okay? Like there's a lot of opportunity right now in the built to rental market both in single family and multifamily and when we talk multifamily, let's be clear, that could also be a duplex, a triplex and a fourplex for which there do still exist traditional good old-fashioned mortgage programs, right? right? You don't have to go in down the path of commercial financing right away. One, two, three, and four all qualify for charter bank traditional residential mortgage programs. And, you know, knowing that the shortage that we have in housing, I'm very appreciative and excited about the programs that are currently available and even more programs coming down the pipe. And I would strongly encourage our listeners to check with your civic government, your provincial government, and the federal government programs in addition to talking to, you know, professional realtor, a licensed mortgage broker, et cetera, because in your areas, they're going to have some very unique expertise and insight to what programs and products are available in your local market and right. your property manager, of course. Yeah. 
So great points. And so I kind of focused on developers should look at this, but you just brought something to light before we close this one off that this is not just for big developers, right? As an investor, you think that the best way to get into investing in real estate or the only way maybe is to talk to your realtor and buy a single family home. You could be buying a lot and building a rental property, which isn't going to cost you any more given the, the incentives that happen to be out there. And you might be better off in the end. So I don't think that this uh, acronym of BTR is going anywhere. No, it's it's only the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, just coupled with the fact that we have a lot of land space in almost every municipality. Uh, So I think there's lots there. So anyways, we'll end this one. I think that it's one that developers, small and large, need to be looking at. And uh, that is Real Property Management. Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.